Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. So what's in your bushel? <laughs> what's in your bushel? <laughs> what's in your bushel? Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. I thank you for utterance. I thank you, Lord, for ready receivers, Lord. Lord, I thank you for people that want to draw out what you put inside of me, Lord. Lord, that I would be your microphone, Lord, and that your word would go forth this morning and it would not come back void, but it will do the work on everybody that sees this online and everybody that is here this morning, that your name is glorified high above all else. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's recap a tiny bit here. Over the past two weeks, we had Pastor Gwen speaking two weeks ago, and she said, experiencing tainting our view of the Bible. We need to get rid of those experiences that taint our view of the Bible so that we see the Bible for what it is. We see the word of God for what it is, the true form of the word of God, not with any biases, not with any um, hurts, not with anything like that, but to cast off those experiences that say, oh, well, you know, I can just live with this little ache in my shoulder, or I can live with this headache, or I can live with this, this person that's annoying me, or, um, you know, things like that. Those experiences, we, we cast those off, and we let the word of God be the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Then last week we had Pastor Ann. That was an awesome, awesome sermon last week. There was so much in it. And I'm trying to sum it up. And it was very difficult. <laughs> but basically it said get rid of distractions. Get rid of your distractions. Cast your cares. Things that are worrying you. Things that are bothering you. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Don't let that roaring lion that says the devil trying to catch your attention, not he's kind of wandering around without any aim or anything like that, trying to catch your attention. That's a distraction. Get rid of those distractions and focus yourself on the word of God. And as I was, I was, I listened to Pastor Ann's sermon quite a bit this week. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, the Lord showed me something that I just want to demonstrate to everybody. So, Think about this. The devil is living in a spiritual realm, right? Yeah. Yep. He's in, we can't see him, but he is, he's roaming around on the earth. He's living in a spiritual realm, but he's spiritually dead. <laughs> he, is, he is spiritually dead. So it's kind of like this. He's walking around <laughs> like this. And he can't, now I can see through this basket. Can you guys still? But I, he can't see anything. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. He's roaming around, and just like Pastor Ann said, he tries here, and he tries to roar there, because he can't really see properly. And until we bite, 
He's still just trying to roam around and trying to, trying to take away and, get, and distract us. Right? Amen. Amen. He does. <laughs> Absolutely. He does. So what, now, the Lord put on my heart to talk about what's in your bushel. So we've got all the distractions aside. We've got those experiences that have tainted our view of the Bible and then our view of God. And we're looking at God and the word of God the way that it is, right? So where do we go from there? Okay? We're focused on the Bible and we're going, where do we go from there? So I want to lay some foundation. We're going to have some fun this morning. I'm just so excited. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so can I get somebody to turn on the dark, please? <laughs> Let me repeat that. Can I get somebody to turn on the dark, please? Can, can we turn on the dark? No. We can't. Everybody um, turn to Genesis 1. Can we turn on the dark? No. Tell me when you're there. It's kind of easy. It's the very first page of the Bible. (laughs) And it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Oh, darkness. Darkness is there before anything else. Okay? Are you with me here? Okay. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. In the true Hebrew, in the way that it was said, God said, light be. Okay. Verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. That's a hard word to say. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and gathered to, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb and yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was itself in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Now, wait a second. Didn't he already kind of say that? He said back in, 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 um, 
Verse 2, he said, verse 3, he said, and let there be light, and there was light. And then we're down here, and he's saying, let the, in verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and he made the stars also. Okay, so question for you. In verse 14, he's talking about light. In verse 3, he's talking about light. But in verse 14, he's talking about the sun and the moon and the stars, right? Everybody kind of got that? And it helps us to do our seasons and get our falls and winters and springs and summers and um, our times and all that kind of stuff, right? So where did the light in verse 3 come from? Darcy said the refrigerator. <laughs> Not quite, Darcy. <laughs> Where did that first light come from? The only other source of light. God. The glory of God. Amen. Okay? Amen. Okay. Now, another question for you. The moon. When we see it at night... Is it, is it shining its own light? No. No, it's not. It's what's it reflecting? The sun. So when we have a new moon, which is basically apparently no moon in the sky, is the moon still there? Yes. yes. What's, what's happened? The light from the sun isn't reflecting on it anymore, so we can't see it. Okay? So, we need light to dispel the darkness. Right? You can't turn on darkness, but you can turn on the light. And you don't need much of a light to dispel a whole lot of darkness. Just the tiniest little bit of light, right? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14. And I want to foc- I'm going to read the whole verse, but I'm going to focus on the last little part here. And be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? When you have light, you cannot have dark. They are m- what's called mutually exclusive. You can't have one without the other. If you have dark, there is no light. If you have light, there is no dark. Okay? Everybody with me? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so 
we're going to go through a bunch of scriptures real quick here because I want I wanted to show things that the Lord has spoken about light throughout kind of throughout the Bible here. So let's write these scriptures down, and we're just going to go through them in, in, in rapid fire. So we're going to start in Psalm 4, verse 6. If my Psalm 4, no, there we go. Psalm 4, verse 6, it says, There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. People see God when they see us. It says, Lord, lift thou up the light of thou countenance upon us. Countenance is his face, his presence. So when people see us, they see his light coming out of us. Okay? Okay, uh, Psalm 39 no, Psalm 36, 9. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. So in, the, in his light, in his presence in us, we are going to see things in the spiritual realm. We're going to have his perspective. It gives us clarity. Okay? The light of God gives us clarity. Psalm 43, 3. O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Oh, praise the Lord. Send out thy light. Guide us. Lead us. Direct us. His, he directs us with his light, with his countenance, because he, when, if, if God's in front of you, all you're going to see is light. Think about the transfiguration. Jesus went up into the mountain with Peter and uh, the other two. Um, and he was transfigured, and he shone when he exposed who he truly was. It was like, it was like he had this big, huge jacket on that looked like skin, and he and he just he kind of opened it up and outshone him because he can't do anything but shine light. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm one twelve four. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. So, if you're born again, are you upright? Yes. That's another word for kind of saying you're righteous. Now, is it your righteousness? No. It's Jesus' righteousness. Right? Right. <laughs> Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. When you're walking out your life and you're doing what you you're you're doing everything to commit your life to Christ, to submit yourself to, to Christ, to rest in Him, to read His Word, to spend time with Him, to create a relationship with Him, 
his light, his countenance, him shines out of you. It, it protects you. It directs you. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. And then Psalm 119. And unlike how I ever, oh, I've been saying the last couple of times, it's verse 105, not 115. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Interesting. His word is light for us. His word lights up our path. His word shows us the way. His word directs us, keeps us on what we would call the straight and narrow. Gives us that perspective, gives us that focus, gives us that direction. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, now we're going to jump over to Isaiah. Isaiah 9, and in verse 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Oh, hallelujah. This is prophetic. This is prophetic and is talking about Jesus. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. That's us. We've seen a great light. If you've given your life to Christ, you've seen a great light. You had your eyes open to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the light of his countenance, his presence um, that just shines and illuminates, it saves us. Amen? Mm, Hallelujah. Isaiah 42, 6. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. So it's Isaiah prophesying, and it's almost like he's talking to Jesus here. So he's saying, okay, Jesus, this is what the Lord told me. He says, the Lord has called thee in righteousness and will hold you through this and will keep you and will give you for a covenant for the people, for a light of the Gentiles. He is our light. He is our Savior. He is what, who saves us. And it talks to ab- about that light again. That light that nothing can put out. Amen? Let's go to the New Testament. Luke 2.32. Luke 2.32. It says, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the pe- thy people Israel. So Jesus is a light to lighten. Lighten means reveal to or manifest to or disclose to. 
So he's a light to disclose to the Gentiles and the glory of the people of Israel. He's he's the glory of the he's the um, the glory of the people of Israel. He is the the crowning moment, shall we say, of of Israel. Unfortunately, they didn't quite get that, but that's okay. We've got that, and we can tell them about it. Amen. Hallelujah. He is that light that has been revealed to us. That's why we're here. That's why we've given our life because we've seen that. We've seen that truth. We've seen that understanding. We've, we've, we've been exposed to that light. Amen? That is actually part of um, the passage that talks about Simon. Simon was waiting for the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah. And by the Spirit of God, by that light, he realized that when they bought, that, when they bought ba- baby Jesus into the temple, this was him. And so he came and he prophesied over them, him, and that's part of, the, part of the prophecy there. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 5, 8. Ephesians 5, 8. Ephesians 5, 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Hallelujah. We are light in the Lord. So, a couple things here. For the very first part here, for ye were sometimes darkness. Notice that's past tense. If you've given your life to Christ, that darkness, past tense, gone. Just like Pastor Gwen was talking about those experiences, that darkness from your past, yeah, you just push it off. You leave it, you unhook. Have you ever heard that term? You unhook from it and just let it go. Amen? (laughs) Jerry Savelle tells a story. He was... Um, he finally, the Lord said, it's time for you to start ministering with uh, Kenneth Copeland. And so they were going from Shreveport, Louisiana, over to Texas. And he had a trailer behind the car. And he was going along, and they were going, and they are going to find a place and everything. And, and he was going to start and work for Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And he says he was driving down, and he hears this thump, thump, bump, bump sort of thing. And he looks in his rearview mirror. And one of his really, really old couches that he was really, really embarrassed that he actually had in the trailer had fallen out onto the side of the road. He unhooked from it, and he just kept on going. (laughs) He didn't stop to get it. (laughs) Amen. Our darkness is part of our past. We need to unhook from it. Amen. Amen. This is also a command. But we are now light in the Lord. We have Jesus on the inside of us. That light, that burning light of the glory of God is on the inside of us. Amen? And we're to walk as children of light. Oh, hallelujah. So you get in that picture how God shows himself and and he describes himself as light. As, as that glory of God, as this light that just, it, it permeates everything. Yeah. 
everything. If you let it, it'll permeate every part of your life and change every single part of your life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Okay, so now let's go to our main scripture. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. So this is Jesus talking to us. He's talking directly to you. Pastor Jason said something at discipleship class on Wednesday night that uh, really opened my eyes. Um, and it's something that you, you kind of think you know, but you, you can always get more revelation of it. He said, if having a relationship with Jesus Christ, think of the Bible and not... Well, not even think about it, just understand that the Bible is written to you. It's written to you. You're not reading about a story and, and getting understanding. Well, I mean, there are stories and you get understanding them from them, but it's, it's talking to you. When you read it next, it's talking to you. Amen? Okay, so Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Ye... That's me. Ye. That's you. Amen. Jesus is talking to you. Yeah. Ye. 14. Ye are the light of the world. Hmm. We are the light of the world. Yeah. Why are we the light of the world? Because Jesus is on the inside of us. We are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under... A bushel. <laughs> now I can't see. There we go. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that ye, sh that ye may <laughs> see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I kept like breaking out into the Newsboys song. Shine, let it shine before all men. <laughs> Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So how do we let our light shine? How do we let our light shine? What, what do we do to let our light shine? We get the bugs off of us. Creepy things are under my feet. Go away in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh yeah possibly that's where it came from oh well <laughs> first and foremost we shine our light by speaking his word by speaking his word that's why it's so important to remember Pastor Gwen and Pastor Ann's sermons of the last two weeks go on to live stream and take some time to listen to them they're so important. Get rid of those experiences and get rid of those distractions because then you, can, then you can speak the pure word of God into the people that God tells you to speak into. Whether it's your own family, yourself, your parents, your kids, your co-workers, the people at your dentist office, wherever it is, you can speak the word to them. Yes. And you don't have to come up and say, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you, as you're putting the word of God into you, 
It's just going to come out in your day-to-day language. It's going to come out in your in the just the way you talk. It's going to be based on biblical truths. Amen. Amen. So let's turn to Isaiah 55. We're going to look at verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55. Verses 10 and 11. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I need to explain something here to you. Okay, so Adam. Everybody remember Adam, Garden of Eden? God made him out of the dust, breathed his life, breathed that light into him and made him a man. Okay? And then God gave Adam dominion over the earth and gave him authority over the earth. And he, God and Adam had direct communication. They were talking with each other, Right? And then Adam falls. And so that direct communication is, is tarnished and, and, and it's somewhat separated. And, and so there was only like the prophets and everything that, that people um, heard God through in the Old Testament. But because of the dominion that God has given to Adam, which is now us, we still have dominion over the earth. And then Adam gave that over to, to the devil, Right? So now he, for God to speak into this earth, he needs to use us, right? Everybody with me? Does that make sense? Yeah? So he gives us his word to speak out. Okay? Everybody with me? Okay. I'm getting some weird looks. (laughs) Okay. So... Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. When we speak out his word, it cannot come back void. If we try to communicate, when we communicate his word, it will always do a work. Yeah. It will always do a work. Yeah. Amen? Job twenty two twenty eight. Let's go to Job twenty two twenty eight. Now, just to set a bit of a stage here, this is one of the guys that has come to Job, and he's somewhat rebuking him and telling him, but in, in some ways, the, the way that he's talking to Job, it's, it's in a wrong context. But this verse has a biblical truth in it, a very strong biblical truth in it. Thou shalt also decree a thing, 
and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So, what are we decreeing over our lives? What are we decreeing over the people in our lives? What are we decreeing over our work situations? What are we decreeing over those things? If we have gotten rid of our experiences that have tainted our, our understanding of the word and gotten rid of those distractions and we're actually spending time in the word and we're speaking the word of God, what we're decreeing uh, over our lives, over our, our family's lives, over any part of our life is going to come back with a work done in it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty three to 24. Mark eleven twenty three to 24. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he hath, sa he hath saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Anything that you desire, there's a scripture for it. You're believing for a house. Heather and I and the girls, we'd been believing for a house for what, four, four or five years, something like that? There was scripture for that. We were speaking out that scripture over our situation and standing on that scripture, and we now have a house, yeah. a blessing of a house. Amen. Hallelujah. We're specifically talking about speaking into people's lives here because that's our light shining out, right? Yeah. right? We don't want to be putting our bushel on because then our light isn't shining out anymore, and we're walking around and we can't see. Um, praise the Lord, I can actually see through this basket. But... We're walking around, and so we've got this basket on our head, right? And that's because we are the light now. It's not just a little candle shining in our window. We are the light of this, this earth. We are the salt of this earth. We are the ones that have to speak out his word so that it doesn't come back void, so that it doesn't work. So what's in your bushel, your head or your tools? Amen. What's in your bushel, your head or your tools? And that's what we're talking about. The word of God is a tool for you. Kenneth, I've been listening to a series on, on, uh, from Kenneth Copeland, and he said something that really sparked in me the other day. He said, our responsibility is to speak the word of God out over those situations, over our, what we're believing for, a new car, a new house, a new job, uh, a friend, uh, a spouse, um, whatever it is, health, prosperity, finances. And it is God's job that once we've spoken out that word in faith, he then comes in and grabs it and does the work and makes sure that it comes back not void, but it comes back and has done that word. Right. Amen? Amen. So, Think about it this way. So we, we're very, we're people, we communicate. We have to communicate, right? So if I'm trying to communicate and I make no sounds, no actions, I close my mouth and I'm like, 
you have no idea what I just said. <laughs> right? So now if I, if I do try to communicate with no words, but I put in some actions, you can do it a bit better. So... You have an idea of what I was doing. But not <laughs> exactly. Not enough. You kind of guessed by the way that I went up to Heather and I said that I loved her and I, I high-fived Alex, one of my best friends, and, 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 and I had a good laugh at something. But you had no idea really what I was, what, what I was saying. You just knew I was interacting with those people, right? But we need to communicate with our actions with our words, and our words need to be biblically based. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> I got a great opportunity yesterday. We were at, uh, at a birthday party for my nephew who just turned two. And um, I was talking with one of the people that I don't really know um, that was there and asking her about uh, kind of what she does. And, and uh, she's uh, kind of like a... Uh, a rehabilitation uh, sports person who helps people rehabilitate. And she talked about how um, she had worked at and volunteered um, with the aquatics program through GF Strong. Um, and GF Strong is an occupational rehabilitation center downtown. And when I was first, uh, when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I, I had to go down there to in help myself uh, get integrated back into work at that time. Now I'm completely healed Amen. from it. Amen. Amen. I don't have it. My doctor calls me normal. She doesn't know me very well, but <laughs> um, so I had an opportunity there, and I said, "Oh, you know what? I was I know about GF Strong's. I went there, and I told her that you know when I was first diagnosed with with multiple sclerosis, and they helped me get back into work and gave me some keyboards and some." Um, funky mouses and, and arm supports and things like that. But then I got to say, you know what? But, you know, I'm completely healed from MS. I don't have it anymore. My doctor even says that I'm, uh, I'm normal. It, it, you know, that's an incurable disease, and, and God has completely healed me from it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, <laughs> one thing, don't go on other people's reactions to when you're telling stories like that and when, when you're giving testimonies like that because it can sometimes be a deterrent, shall we say? <laughs> but just go ahead and do it because I spoke the word of God out in that conversation and it will not come back void. It will do a work in her. It will do a work in her. It'll sit there and fester inside of her and she'll think about it and say, how did that happen? How did that happen? Amen? Amen. 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 The word of God is strong and powerful and does a work every time it comes out of your mouth. Our job, like I said, is to put that word out. God's job is to take it as soon as it comes out of our mouth and says, okay, angels, take it, let's go. And do its work and it won't come back to him void. Amen? Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Whew. 
Hmm, I have more scriptures here. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. I just want to reinforce to you, God's word is so strong. It will not pass away. Heaven and earth, what we're standing on right here, what we're sitting in right here, will pass away. But his word will never pass away. And then Psalm 138, 2. I will worship toward the holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. That's saying that God has magnified his word above his name. And we know in the New Testament that it says that that Jesus is the name above all names. So his word is higher than his name. It is more important than his name. He created everything through his word. Amen? His word is so important. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's talking about the word of God. That is talking about the word of God. When I was talking to that lady at the birthday party yesterday, the word that came out of me, that testimony that came out of me, it was dividing between soul and spirit in her life, whether she realized it or not. What's that? She did? Oh, Heather says she did. (laughs) She went a bit squirrely after that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. His word is a tool that we can put in our bushel. Amen? We're not putting our head on in our bushel because that's just a waste of time. We're putting our tools into that bushel so that we can take them out every time that we need them. Amen? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Okay, now we're going to the second tool that we can put in our bushel is the armor of God. Amen. Amen. Turn to Romans 13, 12. And you're thinking, why aren't we turning to Ephesians 6, 10? I'll tell you. Romans 13, 12. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Romans 13, 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We're shining our light. We're not going to put it under our bushel. I'm going to keep doing this so it never leaves your mind of what I'm doing. We're not going to, we're going to let our light shine, right? And part of that is putting our tools into that bushel so that we can use them. And one of those tools is the armor of God. You've heard a lot of people talk in the past about the armor of God, that you know you have to put it on every morning and everything like that. Blah! No! No, we do not take off the armor of God. It stays on us the whole time. Never ever comes off of us. Amen. 
Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Second Corinthians 4, 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It's talking about the gospel of Christ, which is part of our armor, right? It's talking about part of our armor. It is the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was really cool. Praise the Lord. Okay, now let's turn to Ephesians 6, and we're going to start in verse uh, 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Notice it doesn't say, and then take it off when you go to bed. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That is really important. When you've got crazy person in your life and you're trying to deal with them, whether they're your child, your parent, your sibling, your cousin, your uncle, your boss, your dentist assistant, whatever it is, you're not battling against crazy person. You're battling against you're not battling against the flesh and blood. You're battling against whatever is um, demonically influencing them and making them crazy. Amen? Keep that in mind because it helps you deal with them. You can kind of look past them and see, okay, crazy's happening in them, but it's really not them. If they really had the Lord, they would actually probably be awesome people. Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen. But against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth. Where do we find the truth? In the word of God. Amen. Where's the word of God? In here. Besides in our Bible. But in here, because Jesus is in here and Jesus is the word of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And having the breastplate of righteousness on us. The breastplate of righteousness. Is that our righteousness? No. It's his righteousness. Because he's, he's in that covenant with God the Father he in, in our place, we can now take on his righteousness. And that's something that we can shine out into this world, that righteousness. That righteousness is when you're at work and everybody's knocking off Friday afternoon early. And they're like, come on, let's go, Neil. You can get out of here. And you're like, no, no, I still have more stuff to do. And you know what? I signed a contract that says that I'm going to be here till 4.30. That's, that's righteousness. Amen. Not our righteousness. You don't want to get like, oh, holier than thou. <laughs> but it's his righteousness working through you. It is shining the light. It is showing a, an example. When um, my last major job before the one that I have now I was laid off because the company had to downsize. They were having some financial uh, problems because of weather out east during one winter. And they gave me a month's notice. And I had to train the person that was going to be taking over my job for that entire month, which I did. 
And on my last day, everybody was coming to me and saying, why are you still here? Why are you still here? You should have left by now. I wouldn't have cared. They've, they've laid me off. If they've laid me off, I'd be out of here. I had num numerous people come up to me and vocally in front of everybody else say, you should be leaving. And I said, no, no, I, you know, I, 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 just, I put it off as, a, I've, got, I've got some stuff to do that I have to get done before I go. It was my very last day. It was, it was November 30th. It was my very last day. But because of the righteousness inside of me, I thought, no, that's not right. I need to stay to the end. And that shone a light to those people who thought that it was okay for me to leave early just because I've been laid off. We want to shine that light of righteousness. Amen? <clears throat> and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh, hallelujah. That is, we just read in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, light of the glorious gospel of Christ. It is a light that goes out into this world. Amen? We get to share the gospel. Part of that gospel is like what I shared with the lady at that party yesterday. He, it says in the word of God that, Preach the gospel of Christ, and signs and miracles and wonders shall precede them. Amen. Amen? So I was preaching the gospel to her. I was showing what God had done in my life. That is us shining our light out. That is a tool in our bushel yes. to take out with us everywhere that we go. Amen. Remember? Not on your head. Put your tools in it. Use it for something useful. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Again, the shield of faith. When you get to show people faith in this world, it flabbergasts them. They don't quite understand it because they're seeing what's going around in your life, yet you're saying, no, no, that's okay. The Word of God says that I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be whole because I've got a thankful heart. I'm not only just going to be healed where that just stops this whatever craziness is happening inside my body. I'm going to be whole because I have a thankful heart and God's going to take my body and put it back to where it's supposed to be. Amen. Amen? That's faith talking. That's faith shining its light. That when you're believing for the house, when you're believing for finances, for a new car, you're, you're believing for whatever it may be and you're speaking it out and it doesn't look like anything. Again, Jerry Savelle tells a story. It's way too long, so I'll just make it really short. But Jerry Savelle tells a story where he was believed, they were believing for a new car. His car was like really, it was beyond dead. And, and he was believing for a new car and his neighbor kept bugging him about it. So I don't see that new car yet, preacher boy, sort of thing. And, and he says, it doesn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not moved by what I see. He just kept saying, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what the word of God says and I'm going to have this car. And they really needed a car. And long story short, he went away for a weekend to do some preaching and stuff like that. When he came back, there was a car, a brand new car in his driveway. Amen? That's the word of faith. As a light going out into this world, speaking truth to people, showing people what the word of God can do in your life. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it says, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Amen. Put your faith out there. Watch those darts just go Amen. and die. Amen. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. The helmet of salvation. 
salvation, the light of the salvation is how we conduct ourselves. Um, yeah, it's how we conduct ourselves. That salvation, because it does a change on the inside of our hearts, right? And a lot of times you hear people give testimony of when they were saved, that salvation, the only, the, the, Jesus has just come into them. And overnight, people are, are, are um, saying, wow, there's something different about you. Pastor Jason has, has talked about that in his life. When he came back to the Lord and rededicated his life to the Lord, he, came, he, he went away one day, uh, maybe it was over a weekend, I'm not sure, and things changed in his life. Yeah. And he came back to work, and people kept saying to him, look, there's something different in you. There's something different. What, what changed in you? And that was the salvation. That's when the light starts to shine. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And the sword of the Spirit. Ha! Hallelujah, the Word of God. We've already talked a lot about that. Ooh, I could talk all day about that. Amen. Doreen's wielding her sword right now. It divides between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It gets to the heart of the matter. Speak it out. It will do a work. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, which is the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Galatians 5, 22 to 24. There's more, but I think... Mm, let's see. Five. No, that was four. Five, 22 to 24. The next tool that we can put in our bushel is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Galatians 5, 22 to 24 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That comes into you the moment you give your life to Christ. Now, what's important to remember about the fruit of the Spirit is that it's not something that you need to conjure up. It's not something that you need to build up. It's not something that you need to booster up in your life and, and get it moving and get it going. It's kind of like getting a really, really old car that only has a crankshaft to turn it on. Getting it going, you have to... It's not like that when it starts. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is already in you in its fullness, in its entirety. It is in you. It is in you waiting to be released, waiting to be that light that goes out into the world. All you need to do is yield to it. You say you're in a situation and what you want to do is wring somebody's neck. That's really what you want to do. Possibly shake some sense into them. But what you need to do and what you choose to do is yield to the fruit of the Spirit. And you allow the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness and the self-control come out of you. And let it do a work in that person. They, they're crazy and they probably know that they're being crazy in front of you. But you let that 
that fruit of that spirit come out of you and you let it just do its work in that person. That is your light shining into this world. Amen? No head in the bushel. Put your fruit of the spirit in the bushel. Use it. It's already in there. Whether you feel like it, this isn't a feeling. It's not a feeling at all. It's a choice and it's a reality. It is a truth. It is a truth that the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is inside of you. Period. Just like the word of God is truth. Period. No question. It is. It's more true than the experience that you're having right now. The fruit of the Spirit on the inside of you is truth. Cannot be changed. It's in there in its fullness and in its, in, in its entirety. Waiting to be used. It's like little apples and oranges and pears and peaches and everything in there. So they're going, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's go, let's go. Come on, take me out, take me out, take me out. Please take me out. Oh, please take me out. Take me out. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The last one is gifts of the Spirit, but um, take some time to read 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. That talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Those are there for us to bring a light into the world. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. So what have we talked about today? We've talked about the fact that our experiences don't need to taint or change our view of the word of God and we don't need to be distracted um, by the devil or circumstances. We can cast all those things on him, and we can say no to the devil, and we can take that pure word of God and be that light on a hill in this dark world because it only takes a little bit of light to dispel a whole bunch of darkness. One of the churches that um, we used to go to uh, on Christmas Eve, they at one point during this Christmas Eve service, they would turn out every single light in the sanctuary. And everybody got candles. And then the pastor, he would light the candle, his candle. And now this sanctuary was probably as big as at least a third of the building that we're in. It seated about, say, 500 people or so. Somewhere's around there, maybe. And it was really like it had ceilings that were probably a good 30, 40 feet tall. Really tall. That one little candle lit up that entire sanctuary. You could you'd be sitting in the very back and you could see him. And you could you could start to see things around the sanctuary just with that one little light. And then he took that light. And he came up to somebody in the front row and he lit their candle. And then 
everybody, then he went and lit somebody else's candle, and then everybody that had a candle lit went and lit other people's candles. And all of a sudden, no lights like up here were on, yet that sanctuary was just beaming with light. That's just like the light of God that's on the inside of you, the glory of God that's on the inside of you. It is beaming, and it wants to beam out from you. It wants to be that light on a hill, that beacon that can bring people home to the Lord, just like a lighthouse. Shows people where the home is and where the danger is. Let your life be that beacon. Don't put your head in the bushel. Take the time to take the bushel off and put your tools in it. The word of God, the fruit of the spirit, the armor of God, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They'll change your life. There's nothing like being able to speak out what God's put on your heart to someone. And like I said before, you don't have to be speaking verbatim um, King James biblical verses. It just becomes part of your words, of your everyday words. And it doesn't work in somebody else, and it doesn't come back void because you've spoken it out, and God's taken it and does that work. It, 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 it divides between the soul and the spirit, and it gets into the heart of people, and it won't leave. It'll do a work in them. Like I said, it festers in them in a good way. Makes them start to think, how could that person be healed from an incurable disease? Amen? It's in every single one of us to do. It's not like it's a work that you have to do. It's something you just have to, okay, Lord, here am I. Send me, just like Isaiah said. And he'll say, okay, you go talk to that person. Shine your light on that person. And he'll give you, he's put everything in you that you need to shine your light. Everything that you need is in there, ready to go, just waiting for you to say yes. Amen? Oh, amen. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.